With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 Podcast Hot Takes Wednesday edition. Yes, we're back once again for your fire takes from social media. We have lots of submissions, as always. We are, of course, live on Twitch right now, WTF1 Official. Yeah. Yeah, we're live on Twitch. So if you haven't seen it already, come and join us. Come and have a follow. We're doing loads of watch-alongs when Formula One is finally back. When will it be back? Uh, well, we've got, what, a week and a bit to go? It's, it's nearly race week again, Tommy, isn't it? So that's It's exciting. not far, not far uh, But the WTF1 founder, of course, is here, you know, vibing. And uh, we're ready for some hot takes Wednesday. So, Tommy, how are you feeling? How's the summer break going for you? It's going good. It's... Uh, Quite a short, well, it feels like quite a short summer break because we're back next week. It's race week very soon, and then uh, right. yeah, back at Spa, and, and it's going to well, triple header begin again. Yeah, triple header. How many triple points header. can Ferrari lose this time? We'll find uh, out. It's fine. My expectations are through the floor, so not really much <laughs> more pain I can I can go through. But I'm sure I'm sure, I'm I'm sure, sure they'll try. <laughs> I'm sure they'll manage it. I'm sure they will. Right. So hot takes Wednesday. The chat are ready. I'm ready. Are you ready, Tommy? Well, let's do it. Okay. Hot take number one. Remember, I haven't actually seen them. Tommy's picked them, but he says he's forgotten. Uh, and I haven't seen too. them. So this is pure, unadulterated reactions. I don't know why I use that <laughs> word. Here we go, then. Hot take number one comes in from Janik underscore Swoboda. If Danny Rick joins Alpine, he will beat Ocon with a big margin. Ooh. Well, that is certainly a left field take. I do not agree. I think that is a. I, I think they'll be quite closely matched. I don't I, think he'll beat Ocon with a big margin. No. I think you, they've ruined it there by saying big margin. Um, although I guess that makes it a spicier take. But I would say no to a big margin. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if. Danny Rick beat Ocon. Shreyas, could you put a poll up as well for each one, if that's okay, just uh, as we normally do for Hot Take Wednesday. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, I I could see him potentially beating him. Depend- it depends. You know, Danny Rick's been comprehensively beaten by Lando this year in McLaren. If Ocon went to McLaren, is he getting beaten the same margin? We don't know. Yeah, we, I'd, I'd say that Ocon would definitely get beaten by Norris, but how, 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 by how much? We don't know. Uh, so, Danny Rick going back to Alpine depends if he's got match. the confidence. I think if it, yeah, Ocon would have the experience in the car. Daniel Ricciardo, I still think that a lot of it is probably that he doesn't like the McLaren, and it's not just the fact that he's completely forgotten how to drive. That being said, you know he has deserved the criticism he's got because. Uh, he's not been good, has he? If you look back to 2020, when they were teammates, that was kind of Ocon returning, wasn't it, to to F1 after a while out? Uh, and that's when Daniel Ricciardo did absolutely smash Ocon by a big margin, to be fair. Uh, 
Ricardo finished fifth in the title. I finished twelfth. But um, I could I could see them being about level. Um, it's similar to kind of Alonso and Ocon, where it kind of depends where the bad luck goes, really. Yeah. Um, in in the title, but I think they could be evenly matched. I think uh, if Daniel Ricciardo gets a car that he's comfortable with, and I think Norris has even spoken about that the McLaren is a difficult car to drive, and he knows why that Ricardo is struggling a lot. Um, I think he would, um, but not by a huge margin. So for me, I would give it a th- three. Three. Don't you dare say three point five. I could see it on the. No, the I won't say two point five to be honest, because okay, the big yeah. margin thing has has ruined it for me. I'm going to go with two because the big margin is the hot yeah. take part of that. Yeah, um, I go two. So yeah, I I think Ocon. You know, let's let's not let's not you know go against what Ocon is achieving. He is no. a silent point scorer. He's been driving pretty well, I would say, against what you know everyone's arguing. Even though Fernando Alonso's you know, forty plus, forty one now, isn't he? Um, he's still driving at an incredibly high level. So. For Ocon to, of course, you know, be beating him in the championship, I know he's had less bad luck, but still, he's doing a very good job in that Alpine, and I don't think that can be uh, taken away from him. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with a two. As for the chat, as you, if you don't know, we do a poll, uh, as I said in the audio about three minutes ago. But uh, So it's between one and five. One is, no, we completely disagree. Five is bang on. So the Twitch chat, 47% have gone for two. 24% have gone for three. One, uh, 15% have gone for one, 10% four, and 4% have gone for five. So yeah, two is the most popular by quite some margin. I would have to agree with that. I think we will indeed. If he goes there. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So Make sure you make an app, right? <laughs> but that's for another what podcast. What the hell is that about? <laughs> yeah, we will reflect on that. But yeah, there's a lot of rumours. I mean, Ralph Schumacher has been saying a few things about him being contention and stuff. But I mean, what does... I could see it happening. Could definitely see it happening. Could see it. Does he deserve it? No. No, no. Right. (laughs) We won't go into Mick Schumacher slander (laughs) right now because I am a Michael Schumacher fanboy deep down, so it does hurt. Okay. Next up. Comes in from Mimi underscore Hopi. If Lewis Hamilton retires from F1 at the end of 2023 or 2024, Charles Leclerc will leave Ferrari to replace Lewis at Mercedes. Ooh. Well, Leclerc is contracted till 2024. Not that that means much. <laughs> no, um, as we've seen. But no, one. Hmm. I disagree. I think this it, this opens the door for a, a Lando Norris, in my opinion, uh, or someone like that. I. Unless Ferrari, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> well. unless yeah. Ferrari continue on this trend of destroying Charles Leclerc's confidence within the team and the decisions that they make, I don't. Th- I think it would have to be years of heartache for Leclerc to turn away from Ferrari. It is yeah, Ferrari. Yeah. It is a childhood dream for so many. Leclerc being one of them, I'm sure. That turning away from Ferrari at the end of next year. As much as I'm like, yeah, I think he needs to leave, but that's in the current state of what Ferrari is right now. Let's not forget, Ferrari have won many championships in the past. They are capable of doing it. Just this modern-day Ferrari, they haven't got something right. But I don't think Charles Leclerc is the one that will go to Mercedes when when Lewis leaves. Me neither, and this isn't 
discrediting Leclerc, but I don't think Mercedes would want him because I think I would be I would be annoyed if I was George Russell and they picked Leclerc when Hamilton goes because George must be feeling like I am the next Mercedes star that's had this opportunity and it's my chance when Hamilton retires. And I'm still on this. Uh, I, I think that George will be respectful at Mercedes and want to be in their good books. And when Hamilton calls it a day, uh, George will want it's to be there. It's takeover time. I want to be team leader. And I think that Mercedes would be silly to do that. And they'd want, again, not to disrespect Bottas, but they'd want a Bottas there for for Russell, not a person that's going to challenge and potentially be fireworks. Because if they don't, even if they improve their car, when you've got Max Verstappen uh, in the form he is in a team that are built around him and will get every single point, they need they need that setup of a number one driver that's just going to get the best every single time. So I don't think uh, I don't think they'd go for a, a Leclerc. So you don't think Leclerc? I, I mentioned Lando, which I still think could be a, a choice, but then he's not a Bottas. So you don't see Lando going to Mercedes? I could, but he won't have won a race still. So I guess it's not, It's not. he's not going to be... He won't have won, just straight up, just, yeah. nah, he's not no, going to win a race. McLaren are never, never winning again. <laughs> No, not not, not, Tommy, not, not that extreme, is. but definitely not until 2026. Uh, okay. No chance. Um, so, Even yeah. Even the odd, like, crazy Russia race. I guess it would be mean, a lucky, you know I mean? a very, very lucky win, wouldn't it? Uh, like yeah. a Gasly win. Um, people are, speaking of Gasly, people saying Gasly. He he is the kind of solid second driver I could see at, um, at Mercedes. Gee, oh, I don't know. I think, nah. Do you reckon Gasly will just, just be like, yeah, cool. Second driver, cheers. Like I, mm. I think if he goes to a team like that, he's gonna, you know, he wants to win a world title. A lot of I mean, I hope all yeah. of the drivers want to win a world title. But he Who wouldn't else? beat Russell. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't beat Russell. That's very true. Um, um, but it's true. But then you know, does does Mercedes go for a Gasly when the last time he was in a top team? Is, is it unfair to say he crumbled? So like, yeah, exactly. You need a consistent he had, he had Bottas his chance in a top team. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's uh, lots of lots of uh, debate going on in the Twitch chat, but sixty-two percent have voted for one. What did you go for, Tommy? Uh, I think a one as well. Yeah. I can't. I can't see that happening. Make that sixty-three percent have gone for a one. Sixteen uh, percent have gone for two. Ten percent three. Seven percent four, and four percent five. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, mm. Who else would we put in the category of Mercedes? Who Mercedes will go shopping for? Come twenty twenty-four. Alban, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else have we got? Piastri. <laughs> um, we'll see how he does. <laughs> we, we won't discount him at all uh, <laughs> with uh, with what's gone on. Fernando Alonso, maybe he'll be like 40, 43, 44 years old. He'll fancy another go in the, in the top yeah. top car. I, I still think that they'd have gone for Verstappen when Hamilton retired if they hadn't promoted Russell and... Um, and but I think Max has definitely burned his bridges there with Merck. Mm. But again, the question with Albon, as you said, that that's same as exactly Gasly. the same yeah. as, uh, scenario exactly. as Gasly. It's a fascinating uh, discussion, and it's one we will definitely cover when uh, Hamilton decides he's going to retire. Um, but yeah, don't I'm not looking forward. To, no, I'm not looking forward to Hamilton retiring. Um, no. But when it happens, Crazy. we're getting another 
absolutely insane silly season, aren't we? Yeah, Toto's uh, phone will be ringing off the hook. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, but no, I don't think I don't think Hamilton's going to retire in 23, 24. No, I think we said this last week, didn't we? Depends about... if he's in a winning car, if he's got his eighth title, all that kind of stuff. He's showing now that he's he's class and he's when that when that car comes good, which might even be next week, <laughs> if if you believe. Mm. I, we'll see. We will see. Okay, so one's all round. Sorry, Mimi Hopi. I, I really do appreciate your uh, submission, but it got roasted. Right, next up comes in from Dale Moore, who I don't know if he's had a one before or if he's been an IBR, but I rem- I recognise that name. I think I feel like he did the crazy Texan ABCDF1 jingle. I'm okay. pretty sure that was Maybe. him. Yeah, so I recognise that name. Dale's hot take is, within five years, the Andretti will be in F1 and Colton Herter will be the world driver's <laughs> champion. Mark it down. Minus five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. That's, that's not only have you just gone for Andretti will be in F1, which is, a, you know, there's a big old block of Toto Wolf in the way uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to combat, but also Herter will be a world driver's champion. Uh, this couldn't be a stronger one. If, if and, and fair enough, if if this gets clipped five years down the line, and me and Tommy have no wheel knowledge, I'll absolutely take it. In fact, I'll do a shoey. I'll but... do a shoey of like Jack Daniels or something. Oh, if if that, right, that if that... forget marking down her to be the world <laughs> driver champion. Tommy that doing happens. a shoey of uh, Jack Daniels. That's uh, yeah. Now that I'm sorry, Dale. Um, no if, chance. There's. I think Andretti being an F1, there's a solid possibility in the next five years that if they can get through it, all the problems that they're currently facing with teams questioning why they would join and what will they bring, which is the strangest thing to listen or hear about where you're like, wait, why do the teams have a choice of who comes in and why does Toto Wolf have such a say? And of course, Mario well, Andretti yeah. himself quote tweeted something around Toto Wolf having too much power in Formula One. Um, but no, Herter will not be a, a, a champion. I'm sorry. Uh, he'd, yeah. he'd need a he'd need a Braun GP season where Rubens Barrichello is his teammate, and even Rubens would probably beat him. So like, <laughs> that's Savage. that's my opinion. I know Herter uh, hasn't raced in Formula One yet, but I just don't I don't I don't see the hype of of um, of that combination potentially winning a, a World Drivers Championship. I can see him being good, but the problem is that Andretti will come in Formula One, and they set like five years. Even Aston Martin, Alpine, McLaren, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I've said it, said it before that in twenty 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 six it would be till at least I guess this is twenty twenty six, but it would have to be a crazy, like you say, Braun GP moment where everyone screws up the regulations. But unfortunately, and we've now had this um, new rules and power unit, and I know they're doing a budget cap, and this kind of goes into my hot take later, but. Um, I just can't. I just can't see it ever being anything other than Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari just yeah, being just the top the teams. Team. Oh, you've, I and... see how you've changed your tune now. You, you preseason, you were like the top four will never change. Now it's the top three will never change. Well, I always thought McLaren <laughs> would be fourth. To be fair, you're going to get some Alpine um, merch, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. This year, um, it's going to happen. But yeah, they're just too dominant, and um, it would take an absolute unbelievable effort to not only be new i mean look at Haas; they've not even got a podium and they've been in f1 for seven years and they've had a car at certain stages of their formula one career where they've had a very quick sort of 
uh, especially at the start of the season, finishing sort of P5, P6 and, and having an opportunity, but no, never getting uh, a podium because they just can't consistently stay there. That's the problem that they seem to always get quite a good handle of the car straight away, but they can't compete with the big teams when it comes to development. And that's, I guess, the key, the key thing there. Right, Tommy. So, yeah. Um, yeah so I'm a big old one for that. Uh, Tommy, a one as well. Uh, chat. It, be lower. Yeah, it can't be lower. <laughs> uh, and 91% have voted for one, 4% have voted for two. 1% have voted for three, 0% has voted for four, uh, and wait, and, yeah, uh, 1% have gone for three. No, 4% have gone for four five. Percent, five. It's because yeah. the poll it, ended it, the and poll then it all rejected. And, <laughs> and I was like, where am I? Yeah, uh, 13, very um, patriotic and optimistic. Americans. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, essentially American. Um, but thank you, Dale, uh, for your submission all the same. And uh, yeah, that one got roasted even harder. So apologies. Yeah. Right. Stick, stick to jingles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Twitch Tommy, let it all out. Okay, next hot take. Get ready. It comes in from Donald Ames. Lando will leave Formula One before Lewis Hamilton due to McLaren's lack of performance and Lando's casual attitude toward F1. It's another one. It's the strongest <laughs> one I've ever seen. This, that's, wor- that's a worse take than the one we've just had. What on earth? Tommy, what are you saying? Like, what are these hot takes? I know. They're, just, they're, 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 they're horrendous. They are no. bad, aren't they? Lando, his casual attitude towards F1. If there's actually people out there that think Lando have a, has a casual attitude towards F1, you are completely off it yes he has a happy go lucky attitude and he said some things that are a bit silly and whatever nice and to twitch he's, stream he's and do this kind of stuff like yeah he is like a, oh i can't <clears throat> believe i'm an f1 or at least he was but his performances surely tell you that he doesn't have a casual attitude towards f1 i think he's very much in tune and very much on it when it comes to, to driving for mclaren so i don't I don't see where the casual attitude towards F1 when, you know, he's destroying Daniel Ricciardo, who's, I know we say he's washed, blah, 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 but he's Daniel Ricciardo. He's not going to be washed. You have to take it seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah. One. The the lack of uh, performance and Lando's casual attitude, I think, is probably a, a dig at his sort of, the fact that he likes to do his streaming and things like that. I think it's, I think Lando's proved with that that he's a similar. No, I'm not going to compare him to Lewis Hamilton because I'll be like, oh, can't compare him to Hamilton, and I don't, I don't think he's good as Hamilton, obviously. But in terms of like Hamilton got all that narrative, didn't he? Where as soon as he started doing a fashion show, it, it, they'd wait for one bad race, and it, suddenly he's not, his head's not in the game, mm. even though he's still winning the world title every single year. And Lando's proved that he's doing this stuff, and he's still. Um, still prioritizing formula one and doing extremely well in formula one if lando was reverse uh daniel ricardo and lando norris's performances then a hundred percent you could you could go well you know lando needs to get off twitch and you know playing full guys and whatever and he's concentrating on racing but he's clearly he's clearly doing a damn good job and can balance it quite nicely and at the end of the day formula one drivers need to have some fun you know you don't do your job every single second or every single day um and if that's how he chooses to have a bit of fun then why not it doesn't mean it's like it's like that attitude of um when formula one teams tweet something and people go 
oh, stop making memes and fix the car. Like it's got anything to do with that person. With the so, admin whose yeah. job is to manage the social media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, it's another it's another one. I'm actually concerned that I've just picked a load of really yeah, bad ones. Yeah, of rubbish ones, but that's fine. We'll just uh, we'll give it a one. Thank you, Donald. Uh, just a Ninety-one percent have voted at one. Five percent two. One percent three. One percent four. And two. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. five we're now going to move on uh to hopefully a take that does not get a resounding one the chat are absolutely fuming right now okay here we go <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> jazz zoo comes in with as long as lewis is driving at mercedes toto wolf will not let george become champion in case he will be the faster one in case he will be the faster one who's the fastest one? Oh, hello wtf one um trying to absorb mm. exactly what this means uh i, d- I don't think i, I mean, don't think george will Hamilton... be a champion against lewis personally um and oh, i think I mean... george i think george is going to play the the game of um say, say that mercedes got really good i don't i can't see george um being problematic uh if Hamilton's in a title bid or something. Or no, I think that... he'd, he'd work well with the team. You know, George knows that this is a long-term thing. He wants to build the team eventually when Lewis leaves, of course. Um, but at the same time, Toto Wolff, and I don't know whether it's because Mercedes was so clear, allowed Rosberg and Hamilton to fight. And you'd have to say that Hamilton was a better driver than Rosberg most weeks, but Rosberg won a championship. So I can't, I don't think you can discount if Mercedes had an unreal car in 2023 that George Russell wouldn't win a championship. I'm not saying that would be down to outperforming Hamilton throughout a season, but sometimes a bit of luck here and there uh, can give you that. And you look at the, the the driver's championship table right now, Russell is ahead of Hamilton. So these things happen. You wouldn't say that George has potentially been better over the course of the whole year. Some people do. I think it's quite closely matched, Um, but I don't think Toto will be like, no, George, sorry, mate. Yeah. You're you're a bit too good at the moment. Um, get out of the way. <laughs> let Hamilton have his day, and then you can have it a bit later on. I just don't think he runs a team like that. I think they'll still. I don't think it'd be like the flat out favoritism that you maybe get in other teams. But I think that if the car gets good again, then potentially that Russell would be essentially a faster version of Bottas, where he might be told to move out the way a few times and stuff. Um, Tommy, you're going to love still this not... because you, you're off the back of two horrendous takes, but this one has split. Oh. Look at that! Oh poll. wow, that right. is a... so. Here we go. Let me run you through the percentages. Twenty-eight percent have voted one. Eighteen percent have voted two. Fifteen percent have voted three. Twenty-five percent have voted four, and thirteen percent have voted five. I reckon that's the closest we've ever that's had in the terms biggest of split. even yeah. split across everything. Yeah, uh, I am going yeah. to give. Told you there this... were great takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are a great guy. Um, I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to be Mr. Fence Sitter and go three. 
<laughs> okay. Two and a three. That was a great take uh, from you, Jazu, because you've absolutely split the room. Um, so well done. The best hot take. Well Small done. round of applause. We've just saved the show. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We now go to our next and penultimate hot take before we go to the Twitch chat. So have a think of your hot takes. We will come to you afterwards. Sasha Atro. Oh, wow. That's a good start. Ferrari aren't clowns. Other teams make the same amount of mistakes, but they go unnoticed because they're not in the spotlight like Ferrari. (laughs) I think this might be a one from me, Matt. One. Hmm. Uh, Two. Two. Yeah. Well, we just said that at the same time. That was madness. I think there is a kind of point where i think ferrari does get extreme that they're a victim of their own uh not even success like prestige if you like because you know mclaren put on the hard tires in the last race mclaren haven't built a very good car this year ferrari have and no one's going why are mclaren so rubbish they're meant to be moving up the the grid where the the narrative has all been that Ferrari just bottling it and stuff and Ferrari have made a good car but my god they are kind of clowns aren't they Um... (laughs) Twitch tell me here we are Uh, yeah I wouldn't say no they're not clowns no they're not clowns Um, they've they've just made a lot of mistakes a very good car and they've screwed it up and we've said this time and time again they don't admit their mistakes and i think that makes it worse and there's something wrong with the environment a lot of people have been comparing them to manchester united actually at the moment i think that is a very good comparison because Mm. man united have gone i even said it before man united got their new manager and it's still terrible but because people were saying about bonotto should be fired and there's only so many times that this can keep happening and um there's obviously some kind of uh the atmosphere or the uh what's the word i'm looking for just the the whole synergy yeah just the whole vibe of ferrari is clearly not right at the moment and something's something's wrong the environment's not right i've seen a few people saying that maybe you know there's no doubt some unbelievable italian engineers but maybe they don't have to be team italy because when they won world championships it was you know, a French team principal, German driver, uh, Ross Braun, a British um, strategist and stuff. And they had that that team of like lots of different personalities working. And maybe it's not a case of um, they need to mix up their team a little bit more and stuff and maybe don't quite do it the Italian way, which maybe doesn't work. Or even maybe, maybe they're still trying to do things like they used to, um, which I personally feel like they are doing a little bit that like formula one has moved on uh, a little bit and maybe they're still kind of stuck in the past but more specifically yeah. uh, i think the i think that take is is fair enough i don't think it's a one because it makes a very good point that ferrari are the absolute center of attention and they oh, have made mistakes but the, the difference is you don't tend to see a top team with a top car make so many mistakes. And that's where obviously they're standing out as being these, you know, making all these mistakes and clowns or whatever you want to call them. But 
you can easily say that other teams are making the same mistakes. You know, oh, Alpine, why did you put the hard tyres on in Hungary? Okay, and then you can argue, oh, actually, they were one of the first to go on. But then it's either came, I don't know who pitted first, K-Mag or the two Alpines to go on hard tyres. And you could argue, well, one <laughs> of you, one of you had data. Why did you go on it? You know, because you saw the other one struggling. So there's, I'm sure there's plenty of mistakes going on up and down the grid. But the problem is the absolute benchmark are Mercedes and Red Bull who don't make mistakes. And then, of course, if you're winning a race and then you, you finish sixth because you've pit three times in the Hungarian Grand Prix, of course, you're going to get the, the the bad press. So I would say, yeah, Ferrari are very mistake prone. But I do agree that other teams get away, maybe scot-free, apart from their hardcores that are watching every single lap as to how they're doing uh, when it comes to mistakes. So I'm I'm going to give it. a two because other teams make the same amount of mistakes i i'm not sure if i agree with if anything we don't really have the data to say whether they do or they don't but um i would i'm i'm gonna go with a two yeah i think a two because at the end of the day they've they are they are definitely more in the spotlight because of their prestige but there's no getting away from the fact that they have made so many mistakes this year uh, and that's not really uh helping them so, so Sasha didn't say other top teams make the same amount of mistakes. Otherwise, I would have given this a one. Um, so the, the voting was 79% gave it a one, 19% gave it a two, and 4% gave it a three. So uh, yeah, an overwhelming uh, agreement that Ferrari uh, are indeed uh, some sort of clowns. So um, mm. okay, cool. Right. So twos for us, ones for the chat. Thank you, Sasha, for that. That was actually a, a decent take because I think, as I said, a lot of teams get away with uh, making some mistakes. And, and and if anything, the the lower down teams take more risks and probably do make more mistakes because they're trying something different to get to get past uh, other midfield teams. Uh, maybe they're stuck in a DRS train or whatever. So interesting. We now move mm-hmm. to our final submitted hot take. And it comes in from Tommy WTF1. <laughs> okay. Strap yourselves in, chat. Because my God, I really want to be able to give this a one. I don't know what it is yet. Don't know what it is, but chat, don't hold back, okay? Whatever this is, I think it might be another one. Pop personally. off, all right? So well, Tommy's already given it a one, and he's the one that bloody submitted <laughs> no, it. Well, so I, I obviously believe you should it, be but... committing to a five here, mate, because you yeah, should I think be agreeing it's a five. with this. Okay, here we go then. Tommy WTF one comes in with. I don't get the hype for car manufacturers joining f1 care to elaborate tommy before i go into my thoughts okay so there's been this whole thing of porsche and audi coming into formula one and i don't really care to be honest (laughs) um i'd much rather andretti be in manufacturers make can make the sport boring they have too much power um i think a great example is aston martin who basically racing point for me where a plucky underdog team that punched above their weight and then they've been taken over by Aston Martin and probably become the least likable team on the grid um and yeah I just think that manufacturers I'd much rather see teams like Andretti Ferrari for me 100% uh they feel more like a team though they feel like a Formula One team but others I don't really care if bmw join 
Porsche, whatever. At the end of the day, I watch Formula One for the drivers, and I don't care if the battle in the title is between Porsche and BMW or Jordan and Benetton. Uh, I care about the drivers. And if anything, the, the manufacturers have too much power to the point where we've got these hybrid reg- regulations that have clearly benefited the manufacturers massively. And it's just got to the point where essentially no of none of the little teams have a chance. So that's why I don't really uh, care for them. And I wouldn't I wouldn't wow. care if they all left either. Wow. Like all of them. Ferrari. Apart from Ferrari. Mercedes. Mercedes, yeah. If they were if they turned uh became brawn tomorrow, don't care. Like it's not not news to me. As long as like the dr- the drivers is what I care about. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Tommy popping off. We love to hear it. Um, I'm in two two minds with this one. One, I I would be more hyped if it was actually Porsche and Audi making a brand new team. Like they're building everything themselves. And that's quite an exciting thing for them to be like, right, we've got all of this stuff. Where rather than you know taking over a shell of a company or you know just taking over the branding, actually being like we're going to build a car, blah blah blah. blah. I think that's quite exciting. Um, on the flip side, I don't care so much if Red Bull take over Porsche or you know they have a fifty percent stake or whatever's talked about there in the in the coming years. I don't think that's particularly exciting. I think the exciting thing is that you assume that Audi and Porsche are going to make an amazing car. Now if they can make an amazing car and join the fray and there's a four-way fight for the championship, I'm absolutely keen for a car manufacturer to join because I think that, well, it's going to boost the entertainment factor in Formula One. Whereas if you have a Haas joining, that are just scraping around at the back and, oh, we got a point. Oh my God, that's incredible. That I don't think that particularly brings much to the overall enjoyment of the sport. Whereas you have a Porsche, an Audi, whoever else wants to join, bring it on like that's cool because you've got we've just been speaking haven't we about how some passes and the smaller teams can't keep up the development race with the bigger teams well porsche and audi can if they take that seriously so i think that's an exciting part of it that that i would uh i would say does not allow me to give you a five um I, i'm gonna go straight down the middle and say a three <laughs> yeah the thing is like porsche taking over red bull they're gonna make them more boring as well because they'll become like a bit more corporate and as a livery nerd as well, like the, the essentially you just, there are all the, if you look at Formula E, the man, they're all manufacturers. They're all kind of got the same uh, white and red livery. Cause they're all, uh, that's all the car manufacturers liveries and stuff. And it's just a bit corporate and I don't, personally it just doesn't really interest me that much and i think i think it is worse the fact that essentially porsche coming in and just essentially they're gonna at the start it seems like they're gonna just slap a porsche logo on the side of the red bull uh and then maybe later down the line they'll become this team but i think aston martin have shown for me that the hype has died very quickly and you know aston martin are at the back alfa romeo are a famous brand and i'd much rather them just be sauber and have someone to root for um, but maybe it's because I'm old school and I've grown up with the, the Benettons and Jordans of this yeah. world and um, uh, they feel like more teams and even you know McLaren I guess they are a car manufacturer now but it went, when I started watching it was they were a Formula 1 team that 
I think they had one road car at the time. They didn't really bring back their road cars till a few recent years. So, yeah. We've got a five, though. Yes. So 41% (laughs) have voted five, 22% have voted four, 18% three, 12% have voted one, and 7% have voted two. Uh, so well done, Tommy. You did. I've just made myself. I I picked all the roasted. best takes deliberately, so people. So would yours just want looked a bit better. When yeah, in yeah. reality, it was only a three. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, you you're an old school F1 fan. I think the thing you love is an underdog story. You love a, a team. Yeah, that's... I, yeah. I like watching. I, I always like supporting drivers at the start of their career, and then like watch them come through the ranks, and then. And yeah, like the like the underdog story as well, and things like that. And and I do like Ferrari, but like I say, like Ferrari and McLaren to me still feel more like a, an F one team. Whereas I don't really care if like BMW or someone or Audi or whatever just want to slap a logo on a on a Sauber or a Haas or whatever. It doesn't. It, it would just they just kind of make it boring and I'm much more excited and what what annoys me actually is that the teams are so like so seem so happy for Porsche and Audi to come in and they want to almost like completely build the whole sport around getting these teams in when it seems like Andretti they don't want and they, they're not gonna let enter and I'd much rather have a new team and more cars on the grid you've got two places for two more drivers and we're always mentioning that we want new drivers in the sport then essentially like changing the whole rules for manufacturers and then they'll just leave anyway in a few years time like honda or whatever and it just it's it's a shame because you you bet they bend over backwards to these manufacturers and then we'll just leave at the drop of a hat and don't get me wrong something like le mans for me that that's manufacturers because they look like road cars it's cool like manufacturers are there they're the stars but for me formula one's about the drivers we saw a a gp2 slash f1 looking car on the road uh the other day (laughs) Uh, Uh, true (laughs) jet republic yeah yeah that was a gp2 car by the way chat i know a lot of people thought oh is that an f1 car it sounded incredible um i wonder if the the driver has been caught because it definitely is not legal even if he was wearing a helmet i Uh, read into that apparently he's the police know who he is, but they never catch him when he takes it out. Like they I know guess because you can't identify yeah, exactly, him either, yeah. can you? It's like, what? <laughs> Me? Nah, that wasn't my no. GP2 Ferrari livery <laughs> He car. repaints it. Yeah. It's like the old school <laughs> GTA where you go through the paint shop <laughs> and it just comes out a different colour. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, there you go. Right, cool. Tommy, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I'm just happy that people actually agreed with my take because I thought I was going to go down because I've seen so much hype around Porsche and Audi and I couldn't care less just like the 2026 engine rules who cares bring back Formula One and drivers going side by side because yeah boring Wow, there! What a what an ending uh, to uh, the Twitch stream slash audio podcast. Uh, that is it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, uh, everyone in the Twitch chat for getting involved uh, in this hot takes Wednesday once again. If you want to get involved and uh, post your hot takes to be the submitted ones, then just look out on our social media. Tommy uh, starts trawling through and asking for your uh, submissions. So make sure you're following us on uh, on Twitter and TikTok and all those good stuff. 
And that is about it. Tommy, thank you so much, uh, as always. Uh, hashtag WTF1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion. And we'll see you very soon for another Hot Takes Wednesday. Uh, we've got some more stuff coming as well. Uh, so follow us on Twitch and we will react to anything that goes on as well. You best believe it. So, yeah, we'll see you very soon. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.